Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ben, let's kick off our English Premier League awards. Let's get into the discussion here. What's the first category we're looking at, big guy? I think we have to start off with the best player award, which I think would probably be Erling Haaland, but I kind of thought we'd do the non-Erling Haaland best player award. Okay, so who are, where are you currently outside of Erling Haaland? You'd probably still have to stick with Manchester City, wouldn't you? You would have to, and I would have to go with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I was going to say I think Kevin De Bruyne, even ahead of Erling Haaland, is probably the best footballer in the English Premier League at the moment. I think without Kevin De Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne yeah, I, I don't think Erling Haaland would have scored the goals that he scored. I think this guy's ability to thread the needle um, in the, that, that role of assist, but also a very good goal scorer in his own right. Um, just, just adding to that too, I, I look probably back Probably gets my player too. I look back at the, the games against Arsenal, which were the two defining games, especially the one where I finished 4-1, I think, from memory. And that was what, what kind of saw City propel them on to win the title. It, just fantastic. And in those big games, really stood up. Yeah, I think it's also too, though, isn't it, Ben, that it's really easy with strikers. They get the glory. I mean, when was the Ballon d'Or handed to a non-striker? How often do the defensive players ever get given the credit? I mean, Never. And so you do have to look at your midfield. I mean, Steven Gerrard, there's been Lampard, there's been some very, very good skulls, there's been some very, very good midfielders over the years. But, you know, listening to a number of the football shows that I watch, um, you know, Kevin De, uh, De Bruyne is very much the player that everybody seems to talk about. And they didn't actually pay a lot of money for him to get him originally to Manchester City in the first place. Yeah, absolutely fantastic footballer. So, uh, people might have a different thought on that. You could text us here on double eight double three, but I think we agree on that one, don't we? I'd have to say so, yeah. Yeah, okay. What have we got next? Uh, I was going to go best manager. Wow. Wow. Best manager. Eddie Howe for Newcastle. Let's consider where they were. Almost in relegation, he comes in, turns it around. People say, yes, they're funded by a country, but I'm not sure they've gone into the big spend mode just yet. Not a great squad on paper. They end up finishing third, don't they? They end up qualifying for the Champions League. I think they're in the mix. Um... Clearly, I don't think you can go past Pep Guardiola. I mean, particularly, I mean, if they go on and win all three, if they go on and win the FA Cup and the Champions League, you've got to give it to them. You just have to give it to them, uh, rightly or wrongly. Uh, but what if we're sticking exclusively to Premier League here? Because yeah, one but thing- I think that's also, but I think that is also influenced, isn't it, by the number of games? I mean, uh, Roberto De Zerbi uh, for Brighton. I mean, who would a hell would have picked Brighton to finish sixth and end up playing UEFA? the wafer league next year making the second tier of European Cup competition or you could even look at a guy like uh, Emery who came in at Aston Villa and yep. turned, turned their fortunes around but I was just going to say with Eddie Howell well, the one... for Arsenal I mean they led, they didn't end up winning it but I tell you what took them close the one thing with Eddie Howe is that Newcastle actually only lost five games this year it's just the fact they had 14 draws which which kind of saw them f- f- finish a bit lower. But that, the five losses were the exact same amount that Man City had all season. Yeah, I, I think Roberto De Zerbi, like he came in, Brighton got off to a very good start, didn't they? Yeah. Um, 
but they were still they were they were struggling up front and then with Deserby coming in they kind of found that goal scoring ability but it was still a bit hit and miss because there were there was the game where uh they lost 5-1 to Everton mm. yeah and Graham Potter moving on to ask uh, Chelsea and that didn't work out so uh, where where are we heading with this one mate I have I have to go I'd have to go Eddie Howe uh, I would like to give like a, a non-nomination though, and this one is completely left field, and it's it's more because of where the club ended up finishing. But Gary O'Neill for Bournemouth, and the reason why I say him is because you go back, they lost nine nil at the start of the season when he came in. He's a guy you've never heard of in your life at a struggling club, and he steers them to safety, which I with with not just a round or two to go, with a few rounds to go, and I think you have to give him a bit of credit. Yeah, and I think he's in the mix. I'm going to go with. I, I I'm going to bring it down to two, and I'm going to go bring it down to Eddie Howe, and yep. I'm going to bring it down to Roberto De Zerbi yep. for Brighton. I think both of those clubs wonderful achievements. Mm. Um, of those two, that's just my opinion. If if you had to choose out of those two, who would you go with? Well, I, I think it's very hard to split them, to be honest, because I, I look but at you. have you, to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pretend I'm your wife or your fiancé who's sitting next to you, and you're going, <laughs> you're not going to, you're going to give a definitive answer here, Ben. Okay, if I had to pick between those two, I I would have to say Deserby because I feel like that was the yep. like the I, polished product, I, I, not I, having I, the whole season. I, I'm with you on that, and I just think it's a hell of an achievement for Brighton. I yeah. think they knocked over some big sides this year. I think not just finishing sixth, but I also think they were a club who just did a lot of damage to those clubs trying to strive. Oh, they were a nightmare for Liverpool, absolute nightmare for Liverpool. And they played a big part in, in I think, the way the English Premier League ultimately ended up playing out. Totally, uh, and Deserby is actually going to, was going to be my next one as well, which was best signing. Yeah, I think the best signing for me, I think I'd probably separate the managers in terms of signings. I think I'd probably look at it from a player point of view. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you haven't got it wrong. I mean, Aston Villa. Um, mm. Sorry, who's the current Aston Villa coach? Um, Emery. Emery. And, yeah, so, uh, yeah, pretty good there from a managerial point of view. So, best, yeah, best signing, uh, best manager signing, um, yeah, you probably have to go Roberto De Zerbi as well, so he can pick up a couple of gongs. In terms of player signing, I'm going to have to go back and try and remember what clubs picked up who and who stepped up this season. Well, I'll give you two. I'll give you Casemiro. I know that would be hard for you from Manchester United. Yep. And I'd go Nick Pope, Newcastle keeper. Yeah, and of course Erling Haaland. Yeah. And you'd have to go Erling Haaland. Breaks every record, doesn't it? I mean, it's just a standout. Best signing, whatever people think, best signing. That's the reality is I heard a lot of criticism saying people just expect him to come in here and it's going to go and surpass, you know, the, uh, the the likes of Salah and Harry Kane and, you know, it's going to take him time to adjust. Well, he came in and just blew every bloody record off the park, didn't he? Yep, totally agree. And so Harling, but I think those others are certainly... Um, a worthy mention. Uh, be interesting to follow the transfer season over the next seven, eight weeks in terms of which way clubs go. Liverpool certainly trying to bolster their midfield particularly. And boy, it's a fine line between getting it right and not getting it right. 
All right, so the next one was the biggest surprise, and I guess that can be in terms of a player's performance this season or it could be a result where uh, a team finished. Oh, uh, look, uh, yeah, look, I mean, I think you probably could break this down into a couple of categories. I think the biggest result for the season was Liverpool beating Manchester United. I mean, you've got to look at the rivalry of the two mm-hmm. clubs. They're the two biggest clubs in the world, arguably. It's one of the most viewed sporting games in the world annually. They're the two most successful clubs. Liverpool were awful. Manchester United were on the improve. No side in history. Those two teams, it's never been done. And so I think the standout game and the standout performance, I still think was Liverpool beating Manchester United 7-0 from a game point of view anyway. That's from a game point of view. Now, Liverpool getting beaten by um, Brighton and other clubs, yeah, you could argue that as well. But there's a difference between seven goals and getting beaten 3-0. And, and when you look at the history of the two clubs and you look at the legacy and all the rest of those other those those uh, intangibles that you, you can't necessarily measure. I guess that result really summed up a bit of Liverpool's season because they they had those moments of brilliance where they could put seven on you and then they just had moments where it just wasn't working for whatever reason. Mm. Someone saying Luka Modric in regards to what aspect? To the Ballon d'Or. Ah, right, of course. Thank you. Yeah, right, sorry. Alison, for sure, and we would be mid-table without him to answer your question. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got... Yeah, we've got Modric uh, won the Ballon d'Or, um, and that comes from Ruza from Howick. L- yeah, I'm not saying they don't win them. I'm just saying historically they are won by attackers. And it's no different in the IRB, isn't it? I mean, I think we had Brody Retallick maybe win the IRB Player of the Year. It's normally the first five or the wingers or the attacking type players. Ones that score lots of tries oh, mind points. You, but generally it tends to be the glamour positions that do win it. Well, I guess you would put an open side potentially there's a glamour position because oh, you do get yeah. a, a lot of them. But, uh, thanks, uh, Ruza from Howick. Do appreciate the text. Um, Modric. Yeah, so he's gone on to say Modric. Uh, so, so, so what we just said, the surprise of the year, I think we can break that down. So I think we could have the, the breakout player of the year or the surprise Yeah, we can go player surprise player, yeah. I would go for this one, I would have to say Martin Odegaard. I think getting handed the Arsenal captaincy, and I, I don't think many people probably expect him to play as well as he did because he, he was he finished at the end of last year on loan at Arsenal, I believe it was last season, mm-hmm. uh, from Real Madrid, and Arsenal, uh, Arsenal kept him on. And getting the captaincy at a young age, and I would say thriving. Yeah, I'm. it's an interesting... I tend to see things just... I, I tend to focus so heavily on Liverpool Football Club that Take that cap off. I know that um, I'm just trying throw some other names out there. For biggest surprise player? Yeah. Were you wanting this from the, the positive aspect or the negative aspect? No, no, from the positive, and then we'll, we'll look at disappointing. Well, well, okay, I guess you could say you could put Erling Haaland again in that category. I think you could probably put uh, McAllister from Brighton. In that in that category as well, um, I think. I, th- I think you could. The problem is though, you could make so many arguments for so many of these players for these teams, whether it's for a negative or a, a positive reason. It's interesting. It's just having a quick look, and Piers Morgan has said that his Player of the Year was Arsenal defender Alexandra Sinchenko, um, defender, and so. I don't think a lot of people would suggest that 
And so is he a name that you can put in as a surprise of the season? I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't tended to follow Arsenal in such depth. Well, I, I, Odegaard, uh, have you, I think you've already mentioned. Well, I guess with Sinchenko coming from Manchester City and is another player that Arsenal picked up from that City core, started at left-back for the majority of the season, keeping Kieran Tierney out of the side. And I'd say he was probably a pretty influential. I'm pretty sure he had a bit of time out injured, and that could have been a bit of a reason for Arsenal slipping back a bit. Yeah, I've just... Look, I've just... And maybe maybe this, this is sort of cheating a little bit, but I just felt that I needed to bring a little bit of perspective to it, maybe to get people to text in and let me know. So... Best Premier League players for 2023, according to the Radio Times in the UK. Virgil van Dijk at 10. I disagree with that completely. I thought he was awful for most of the season. Casemiro, Manchester United at 9. Bakoya Saka for Arsenal at 8. Rashford at 7. Diaz for Manchester City at 6. I like this. Rodri for Manchester City at 5. Mohamed Salah. I mean, he still scored 30-odd goals this season in a team that really didn't have much of a midfield. Um, but I think we've come to associate Mo Salah with also winning Liverpool teams. So when Liverpool aren't winning, maybe we tend to say that he's been disappointing. Yeah. But he probably does it. Harry Kane, um, Erling Haaland, and they've got their number one is Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah. Uh, one player for me, and it was just a shame that he was injured for most of the season, and that was Louis Diaz for Liverpool, because I just think he's a wonderful footballer, mate. Wonderful footballer. Fascinating to see. He goes last year. But, uh, but in saying that too, I thought... Um, I thought Grealish played really well this year. Yeah, when he got his opportunity. When he got his opportunity. But by the end of the season, he was he was the mainstay of that Manchester City side when they actually started to come right. So have we decided on that one, the breakout? I think we've I think we've got quite a few names in the hat and it can be a fair run to decide. Well, let's they... just someone flick us in a text and let us know which one of those. What about what about the biggest flop then? And we'll go team and player. Well, okay, I mean, biggest flop. You've firstly got to, you've got to look at this two ways. So what are you coming in? What are your expectations at the start of the year? So Liverpool are a flop. Let's not even pretend they're not. Finished fifth, won nothing, but we're in basically four, every club final last year, and this year can't end up making Europe. Then you've got Leicester City, won it back in 2015, relegated. Leeds United, relegated. Southampton, relegated. Three well-established, famous names in football. I thought I think you're missing the obvious answer here, Chelsea. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have them. Yeah, incredibly. Look, more disappointing than are they more disappointing than Liverpool? What, what did they do last year? What did they do last year? I, I mean, I'm. But they, I, they get... I probably didn't quite have the expectation on Chelsea as perhaps. I, I mean, I think Manchester. I still think Liverpool's more disappointing than the Chelsea season. But I. I think I think it's the fact that they, they spent so much money. They spent so much money, so many new players that all attackers that did absolutely mm. nothing. They had all the managerial changes. You know, they got rid of Graham Potter and brought in Frank Lampard, and you could argue that they were mm. much worse under Frank Lampard than they were under Graham Potter. And it's, yeah. uh, to me, it was an ab. No, look, I think that's not a bad option, but I, I still think that when you look at it and it's all said and done, Leicester City still take that one. Getting relegated, man. They got relegated. Chelsea is still in the mix. You know, team of champions doesn't make a champion team. 
I mean, not a lot of teams win anything. I mean, when we go back to success of the year, surprise success, we probably haven't included Manchester United. They win the FA Cup next week, which I think is part of the English Premier League, in my opinion. Um, they potentially walk away with two trophies. Yeah. But uh, look, Leicester, they won this thing. They've been a major player. They've been one of those big four, really, for the last four. And they've relegated. Chelsea haven't been relegated. So yeah, I'm going to go Leicester City. But the, I guess the thing is, though, that you look at the ownership behind... Chelsea and you look at all the money they're spending and you look at what Leicester City have done and it's the exact same thing as Southampton. They've brought in, they've got all these guys who they've developed and brought up, sold them off and haven't brought anything back in to replace the talent. So it's not really a surprise that they have fallen so far. Mm. You know, Jamie Vardy is not the same Jamie Vardy that won the title a few years ago and I really think, and you touched on it before, I think Leicester are going to struggle next season championship because I think I see guys like Harvey Barnes and James Madison they're not going to be there next year they're going to be a Premier League club's going to be picking these guys up and I don't see them getting out in a while mm. it's an absolute dogfight okay well I'm going to go Leicester who are you going I'll go Chelsea okay fair enough what about player disappointing player of the yep. year Guy yeah. McRae is going to love this one <sighs> Richarlison yeah from Everton to Spurs started out okay actually for Spurs but he picked up an injury didn't he Richarlison and then yeah but I guess I guess he who came in to be that gives them another option other than Harry Kane and just didn't fire and like you can say the same about Calvin Phillips at Manchester City came in he was a bit injured but didn't really play much but I guess what how good he was at Leeds yeah, I think Jordan Henderson for Liverpool was pretty bloody average this year, to be honest. I think a lot of the Liverpool midfield, I thought Fabinho was fairly average, uh, one of the great players historically for them. I actually think Alexander-Arnold was a real disappointment this oh. year. I think he came right when they started to push him more into that midfield towards the end of the season, but I think he had some real frailties this year. Um, I'm just, I, look, I'll see what English... I'll, I'll put it into Google search and just see what maybe some of the pundits come up with just to... Maybe, you know, sometimes we can see things a little narrowly, eh? Disappointing EPL player of the year. And then we've got one more category, which we'll make real quick. And what have we got here? Um, Most disappointing players of the year. Yep, Richarlison, Anthony. Yep. Uh, What else have we got? I'm just trying to have a look. Where have they got it? Lucas Paqueta for West Ham. They paid $51 million. Brendan Arison for Leeds. Oh, yeah, one of Jesse March's American boys. They were all pretty disappointing. Uh, Matias Cunha for Wolves. Paul Anachu for Southampton. Darwin Nunes for Liverpool. Uh, £85 million, I get it. I would like to see how he goes next season. I still think he can end up being that player, but, yeah, for the money they've paid. Uh, Jorginho Ruta for Leeds. Gianluca uh, Skamaka for West Ham. Anthony Gordon for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Philippe Coutinho for Aston Villa. Mind you, they only paid £17 million pounds for him. I completely forgot he was there. Ah. <laughs> uh, Bazuma for Tottenham. Yep. No, no, another one of Brighton's Brighton's boys. And this might just be the one, and I don't have a lot of sympathy for this dude because he left Liverpool Football Club, Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he had have stuck at Liverpool, I think he would have gone on to become a great 
but another one that left Liverpool and never quite came back the same. Uh, we've got we've got one more category. I'm just wary of the time and how many breaks we've got left as well. The most memorable moment of the season. The most memorable moment of the season. Liverpool 7, Manchester United nil. I'm happy to go there. Won't change my mind on that one. I've got two and they're off field. Uh, okay, so what have we got? We've got Spurs and Guardiolo. So we've got Pochettino. No, um, sorry. So... So one of them is the Antonio Conte run, uh, just before yeah. he got the, the Antonio flight. Conte, yep, sorry. Conte incredible. and Guardiola went toe-to-toe, didn't they? But I, I, feel, I feel like the most memorable moment of the season was Ronaldo v Piers Morgan. Yeah. But that was a bit of a soft interview, though, wasn't it? I just found it hilarious and <laughs> how it all played it's out. It's funny. I, I see that the team that he's joined with Saudi Arabia, when he came into the team, that, point, that club was seven points ahead on the table and they ended up losing the title the day he came in. Yeah, and people say he's the great, greatest. Come, come other names, Jesse Lingard was one. Um, another one that they've put in there is Calvin Phillips from Man City. Uh, what else have we got? And Richarlison for Tottenham. There you go, £60 million. We'll take a break. Come back with more. You won't even have your say. Jump on the phone.